Hey, what's up, you guys? Welcome to Taking Over the Photo Pit. This is a music photography podcast held by yours truly, Boston Schultz, where I interview badass concert photographers. And I'm so stoked this week because I am talking to Lily, who I found on Facebook and her work is fantastic, and we're going to get into what makes her work unique. But let's just like hop right into this podcast because I'm so excited. Hi, Lily. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, Boston. Thank you so much for having me. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. I'm so excited. I love talking to new people, especially like new concert photographers and just getting your perspective on the industry and diving into like how you got started. So let's just start out with your intro. Like, how did you get into photography, music photography? Where are you located? Like, how long have you been shooting? <laughs> Tell me all the things. I need to know everything. Yeah. Yeah, so um, so right now I'm currently located in Chicago, Illinois. Um, I grew up in Medina, Ohio, and then I kind of like moved into the city as I got older, so like Cleveland, Columbus area. Um, I got started with photography around 19 years old. Um, I was in like a really dark period of my life, and it was a way, and it started with writing, so it was a way for me to just kind of tell a story, whether it was my own or other people's and it really just kind of like opened me up to a world that I never even knew existed um and it kind of gave me a sense of belonging for the first time as well I would definitely say that it was never in my life plan originally to be an artist or be a photographer um I didn't go to school for it I didn't um yeah, there was no like formal, I don't know, training or studying that went into it. It was just kind of like I picked up a camera one day and just like things made sense, you know. Um, and I did find myself starting out in the music industry. Um, and I would say that like, honestly, right now, I'm really not that involved in it. I toured for like two years and I'm really grateful for that time period. Um, it showed me so many different ways of living, so many different groups of people, and just like an experience that I would honestly say like everyone should try to have if they can at least once in their life. Um, but it really just showed me the importance of storytelling in music. So I would say that that's like one of the biggest things I learned during that time was like how I could create a story from the crowd um and then present that as well to the people that I was working with it was always like really important for me uh to show them crowd interaction and show them fan interaction and just everything that was kind of surrounding them um because there were like a lot of times too when tour would be really hard on everybody who I was working with and so if the fans could make their day or if they could see like, Hey, look at this person who was singing in the audience or like, look at the way that these people just came together for your show. I think that, you know, it probably helped on some of those really tough days. Cause there were definitely a few. <laughs> That's you already like touched on one thing that I found so compelling in your portfolio, which was like the storytelling component of all of your works like every single picture kind of has like an emotion some sort of like feeling either that you get or you know like what's going on in the background it was just so unique to me because like I'm very set on capturing like a moment but not necessarily the whole story behind that so how did that 
kind of like become your style? Was that just something that you were really into and really capturing that storytelling component? Or did you like kind of move to do that eventually throughout your photography career? So in the beginning, again, it was not intentional. It was really just something I did. But as I've gotten older, as I've had time to reflect and really just look at my work, especially during quarantine, I spent like a lot of time just like being like, wow, like, okay, you know how you're kind of like, oh, I'm really not that good. Or no, like, first of all, we're all great. We all have our own gifts and talents. So go everyone. Yes. But um. <laughs> Looking at my work, I just really started to see myself in it. And I really started to understand um, just aspects that I never could before. So, like, my background is not the brightest. But I think because of that and because of the things that I've, like, gone through in my life, they just really created almost an eye for me, which was to just look at you know, every single person as an individual, as a human being, and really focus on their story and, you know, um, why it matters. And I think, like, one thing that the music industry could have more of is ways to talk to their fans and become a little bit more personable with them Mm -hmm. and hear their stories. Because especially in Warped Tour World and all of that, like there were a lot of kids who'd be like, oh my gosh, your music saved my life or this song, you know, did this and that. And like, I think there, when when you do something for so long too, it can kind of lose momentum. And I think touring did that to a lot of folks. And I think it might've taken away the ability to be personable, which is completely understandable. It's an exhausting lifestyle. But I do hope that, like, in the future, there is more of a way to connect with everybody um, who does really listen to your music and respect you and just want to learn more about you. Because, you know, like, your fans or people who support you just in general are the reason why any of us have anything going. You know, we don't do anything alone. So it was really important for me to capture those stories on the road and capture the fan interaction and just show, you know, not only the bands and the people that I was working with those moments, but also just, I guess, their world in a sense. Yeah, I love that because that's something that I'm seeing more and more of that musicians are wanting those kinds of pictures. It's not just like, oh, look at how cool I am on stage. It's look at the people that are coming out. Look at how excited they are. Look at them singing along. Look look at like us hanging out, hanging out backstage. All of those like little moments that really, I guess, like drive the music, you know, the whole career. And people are wanting more and more of those photos. Um, I, I find that amazing. It's it's so interesting to me because it's totally different than my portfolio. So like looking at your work, I was like, oh my gosh, I love this. And it's so different <laughs> than you. how I shoot. So I'm like, ah, this is so exciting to me. I just love how, you know, for like a similar, I guess, job or as like everyone thinks that all photographers kind of are like the same breed and it's like no we're all great we're all doing something uh different and I just loved that in your work so thank you for telling us you you know that background and everything um I'd love to talk more about like 
your touring experience and how you got started uh, with concert photography and music photography, because you said that you really just like dove into the music industry. So like, how did you get your first tour? How did all of that come about? Yeah, so I was living in Cleveland, Ohio at the time. And I just like started to go to shows. I just remember like being drawn to them for some reason, just kind of being like, all right, there's like energy here. I can practice with this. I don't know. I just started to like go to every show and I wasn't looking to really get paid. I wasn't looking to, you know, really get anything out of those situations. But there were a couple of things that just like, you know, I'm very grateful for fell into my lap and kind of started a whole new section of this journey. Um, I worked with Alternative Press for a little bit. I was really just doing like volunteer work for them. It really wasn't anything like super extensive. Um, I provided like some of their content, but other than that, like it really wasn't like a, a business relationship. Um, but the first band that ever took me out was As It Is, and they are incredible. They're absolutely amazing. Um, I remember like since it was my first tour and I wasn't even used to the music industry, I was super nervous, but they were always really like kind and compassionate and they really definitely encouraged me to want to keep touring for a little bit because I think one of the th that's great, things that's great <laughs> um, about As It Is is that they are very welcoming to everyone and they're one of those bands that just really put themselves out there for their fans and put themselves out there for people who care about them and to work with a group of people like that and have that be my first experience really just encouraged me, even if I did have tour experiences that weren't the, great, the greatest, to keep going because I did see the human in everybody at the end of the day. And I really did try to separate as best as I could um, circumstance versus like the bigger picture. There were definitely times when it was a lot harder uh, because touring is hard and you also know how Warped Tour, the Warped Tour scene can be at times. But I would say that like that first tour was just a big uh, encouragement to keep going as a whole for a while. Okay, so you've touched on a little bit that um, like tour experience and that touring is really hard and everything and I've never toured. So I wanted to hear if you had like a few tips to give to people who are listening that like if they want to go on tour, like what are the main things that they really need to know? I, I would love to hear them because I, I've never had that experience. I have no idea what it's like. Drink water, stay <laughs> hydrated. <laughs> um, yeah, stay hydrated. That is a huge one. That's a huge, huge, huge one. I did not drink nearly as much water as I probably should have when I toured. Um, sleep is really important. You know, there are going to be long nights. There's going to be times when you are working until, you know, four in the morning or so on and so forth. But, you know, make sure you really do prioritize your self-care the best that you possibly can while you're on the mm -hmm. road. That was kind of something I learned after I got off the road, because I can honestly say I did not put that as a priority when I was touring. And it did really affect me. And I would also say, too, um, when it comes to like drinking or, you know, anything else that really goes on on tour, like if you're not comfortable with that, if you don't feel like you can perform uh, to the best of your ability, then don't do it. You know, definitely don't feel pressure. Don't feel like you're not going to be, you know, looked at the same because there are like 
pretty much everybody I went with was really respectful towards that because it did get mm -hmm. to a point in my career where I just like could not, <laughs> I couldn't participate in that anymore because it would yeah. affect my work. Um, so your self-care is crucial. Take your vitamins, water, and really try to eat as healthy as you possibly can. Um, with all of the drive-throughs, there, there was very little. <laughs> um, opportunity for that but I think that you know once the music industry is back and you know people can tour again there will mm -hmm. be different precautions there will be different methods to make sure that everybody on the crew is taken care of and taking care of themselves yeah yeah health is just important in general because you you won't be able to do your job if you're not taking care of yourself and I I feel like yeah it would be very easy to overlook self-care and just staying hydrated and fed, you know, when you're working nonstop on tour. So mm -hmm. thank you for those tips. Um, let's talk a little bit more about like what you do as career-wise, because I talk often on this podcast about how working in the music industry or as a photographer in general is very difficult it's very expensive um and like you know everyone seems to be always looking out for clients at least we are here in la because there's so many photographers um but i just wanted to touch base a little bit about here how like you've worked um kind of like making money in addition to like touring we already talked about are you now focused on just like portrait work um or do you like sell prints like what do you do on top of it even like now because i know a lot of people are really struggling in the current situation with covid and everything being kind of stopped at the moment so if you're comfortable talking about it i love hearing about how people like make it in the industry and like make it through photography yeah um i would say that the term make it is really loose because I think that kind of like puts a limitation or an expectation on you as a creative and that should never be the case. I will say when I was constantly only working for money and when I was always worried about like, okay, am I gonna, not if I was gonna eat, cause I always knew I was gonna eat, but like, okay, am I gonna get paid? What am I gonna get out of this? Like it never came the way that I expected it to. Um, and I think that dropping that expectation is really important because, you know, creativity and being a photographer is, or, or really any creative profession is about something bigger than yourself. And it really took me a long time to step outside of that. I need to make money. I need to survive. I need to like, and I still struggle with that, um, as well. Cause you know, like reality, but, um, I find that when I'm doing the things that I love to do, when I'm helping other people, and when I'm just able to also help folks just grow like individually, um, things like I am provided for and things do kind of come unexpectedly. But if you've got like your focus as like making it and being like, I don't know, making a name for yourself, then I think it does hold you back a little bit because you're also mm -hmm. comparing yourself constantly to like, everybody else who is doing different things than you or who is doing more than you if that's what you think and when you kind of get wrapped up in those mindsets you personally as a creative like you kind of forget who you are 
Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. No, I love that. And that's a great take on like my question. I, I love that answer <laughs> because there Thank there's you. definitely like I've talked about burnout before and how like, mm. you know, creatives get so wrapped up in things and especially if you're you know, concerned about your output all the time and making sure that you're making money and you're taking gigs that you don't want to take just for that money. Um, It definitely leads to burnout. And, you know, we're just talking about self-care. So like, I I love that take on that. I, I think that's really important to note. And I've actually kind of come across the same realization a little bit different way it's like one of the things i love talking or doing is like talking to other creatives so i started doing this podcast and like i don't i don't make money off of this so it's like if i was focusing my time on things that were only making me money you know there was there would be a lot less things i'd be doing so i think it's always really important to like kind of remind people that like you know you're a creative first you're following that passion and doing that and the money will come with it if you just follow that passion so i love that answer Um, thank you thank you so much okay let's do some like kind of quick fire questions i just like asking these to know a little bit more about like your photography in general and so people get to know you a little bit more are you a nikon canon sony or other shooter Nikon. Yay, another Nikon. Body. <laughs> I love Nikon. Nice. What camera body do you use? Um, I currently use the D750. Yay, me too. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great camera. It's such a great I love it. it really is. Like it 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 withstands a lot too. Like it's one of those cameras that I'm just like, oh I don't really need to like worry about replacing for a while. It does do video. It pretty much tackles everything i think a really big like misconception is gear in the community and like needing to have the best gear and like needing to have a b c d e to do whatever and like that is also another limitation um that's put on people who might want to do this but feel like they can't because they don't have something and i don't think that's the way it should be yeah yeah totally there's there's definitely like gear snobs in this industry that just like have all of the gear and I'm like not everyone can afford that and I've right. been really yeah, lucky yeah and I've been really lucky with the Nikon D750 too that it's it's been with me for oh man like four three four years and yeah. like I don't see a reason for me to buy another camera right now which has like helped me kind of you know cut down on my costs and everything uh mm-hmm. yeah great camera um do you shoot uh only digital or do you do film as well uh as of right now only digital film is something i do want to get into it's a little bit expensive right now mm-hmm. but um it is something that i do eventually want to do do you want to do it for like more portrait work or like what's the reasoning to like kind of put it um or like use it in the future? I really think to just learn more about photography in my own eye because you can't see it. And for me to be able to take photos and then, you know, develop them and see, you know, what I created or what I created with other people and they'll be like, oh wow, like this is awesome. And with digital, I think it's a really 
great phase when it comes to learning everything about yourself as a creative and then Mm -hmm. with film I personally feel that that's kind of like graduating almost to another personal level because it's like you're confident in your direction and what you can do and now it's kind of just about trusting that you know and not having to see like an immediate result yeah yeah the immediate result you get used to that with digital and then film it's kind of like a little surprise and you you really do yeah have to trust yourself but I haven't gotten into it and I'm just always impressed whenever I see everyone's film photos so I always like asking um what's your favorite show that you've ever photographed um I don't think I have a favorite show honestly I have a lot of favorite moments but I don't have like a favorite show there was one particular moment uh and I was out on tour with a band called Trophy Eyes and we were in Atlanta and it was during one of um John's more like heartfelt songs and I remember like going up to the balcony and just blindly shooting honestly because it was really dark and I was like okay well I don't really know what I'm gonna get and my intention was not to capture what I did but when I was looking at it later in editing I saw just like this couple and they were like dancing with each other and like having a moment around like amongst this entire crowd that was just engaged um with what was going on on stage so I thought that was really special because I was like oh wow that's like you know they found themselves in that moment amongst all the noise and I think those are like always the moments that like I cherish the most too um is really any time that I get to see that and I saw a lot of those moments when I was on tour with Trophy Guys and when I was on tour with Floor there were a lot of just really emotional fans and just like people who really were heavily engaged with um what was going on around them so I love that that sounds really beautiful now I want to see that photo (laughs) is it up Uh, on your website it's not on my it's actually not on my website it is on my instagram though i'm like currently in a process of like rebranding and redoing a lot of things so it will be up there but um it definitely is on my instagram and it was printed um in alternative press at one point wow very cool Nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have any like bucket list items when it comes to like photography in your like photography career, like whatever you want to do as a creative? Um, yeah, I would love to have my own studio in New York and it doesn't even need to be like based on photography, but just overall like um working with the other creatives in mm-hmm. a space that I'm able to provide for people. I would love to do that. Um and I would really love to be more of a teacher with what I do too. Um, and kind of talking about the things that like, I never heard uh, being a photographer and working in the music industry or really this industry at all, um, mm-hmm. really breaking down the barrier of like competition and comparison, um, especially among uh, women, but then also I do really want to create more of a voice for the queer community and queer mm. creatives and um, Asian folks. I don't believe that there's been nearly as much of an opportunity for um, Asian folks to have a creative career compared to a lot of other people. That's just kind of what I observed. Interesting. Um, I haven't heard anything about that previously. And like, I I have to admit, like, you are the first um, 
Asian person to be on my podcast. And I've only had, you know, I've only had 10 episodes so far, but like one of the things I've wanted to do is like be a diverse voice and try and like talk about um, like prejudices and different like issues and concerns in the music industry specifically because like I faced a few and then realized that like no one was talking about anything so um I like this is one question that I ask all the time is like have you experienced any prejudices working in the industry and I would love to get your take on it especially um like talking about the things that you just mentioned if there's anything that you kind of want to say specifically about the music industry about like touring um and like kind of what you've experienced um i mean i would say that like every experience i've ever had whether it be good or bad has always been a learning experience Mm -hmm. and i think that it would be really unfair for me to talk about the negatives of those experiences more so touch on like yes i had some pretty terrible experiences and just as a um asian photographer in general i've had a lot of not great experiences, but I'm at this point now where, you know, I'm finding my voice and I want Mm -hmm. to continue to stand up for other Asian folks, queer folks, uh, POC, you know, all of that um, in the industries because like we need diverse voices, we need equity and we need inclusion because we need culture. And the music industry, I would say the part that I was in did not have uh, a lot of culture and that might be kind of controversial but i i really just didn't find a sense of belonging when i was in the music industry i felt very um and honestly it rubbed off on me in terms of like i was kind of cold i wasn't very welcoming for a little bit and you know when i stepped away from the tour life and from the music industry i just really opened my eyes up to seeing like this isn't the way that people should be treated. And I also just have heard tons of stories of, you know, women being mistreated and racism and all of these other things that we just don't talk about. Um, Honestly, unless folks are white. And I hate to say it that way, um, but I just don't believe that there has been much of a cultural voice in certain parts of the industry yet. But I do see that we're really working towards that. And I think like improvement and being progressive is all that matters. Yeah. And like for and for you to want to bring on like different voices and reach out, like that's awesome. Like you're you're doing the right thing. So yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it it's it's frustrating to talk about for sure to like I've heard a lot of stories uh mostly about sexism and then I started hearing Mm -hmm. these stories about racism and like Mm -hmm. prejudices against people who were non-binary it's just frustrating and like I I don't talk about it enough and this is like one thing that was like well when I start a podcast like I want to like I want to start talking about this because the more people talk about things the more like you can actually do something about it you can like have people that like didn't know that this was a problem like start understanding different points of view um so I think that it's like really important to like talk about and bring on but I love like 
hearing you say that like even though you've had a lot of bad experiences you've had a lot of good experiences too and you know everything that we go through makes us who we are today and like what we're doing you know moving forward and you sound so like positive about like what you want to do and how you want to like give back in your future career and like everything that you want to do so I love hearing that it's just it's always just kind of sad whenever I like bring up this question because I'm like I know that there's shit going on in this industry <laughs> that isn't the best uh, but yeah. I just want people to talk about it and like know about it every once in a while um, yeah so yeah yeah and I mean like it's it's important that you're bringing up that question and you're creating conversations around it because you know it just it is going to open up I think a ton of voices who just maybe haven't been heard or stories that do need to be told and I think that should be kind of the goal of just being in a creative industry uh in general to just really tell those stories that you think may not matter or you're afraid to tell because they're gonna help someone else or they're gonna inspire someone else and like I should honestly take my own advice um but and even if you can't talk about it create it because I would say like for the first five years there was no talking there was just doing and so now I'm in a stage where like I can talk and it's great but I would say that start however you can with talking about things that need to be talked about even if it's not using your voice uh like the way that we are today (laughs) yeah yeah one of the things I loved uh when I was like looking at your website too is that you had a whole section about like Black Lives Matter and just like resources and everything and the thing that like really really impressed me is instead of just having like one thing you had a long list and it was so nice to see someone like you know you you took your website as like a personal stance and saying here's all these resources and citing a whole bunch of information out there and i just i thought it was really great and i got lost on that page for a long time so i just wanted to bring that up (laughs) thank you so much i was like um... trying to creep on your work and i was just like deeply enthralled in all of these (laughs) link outs and stuff i was like this is amazing information so that's really incredible Thank you. Yeah, I think it's like if you have any sort of platform, I don't really like that word, but if you have social media as a whole, I do think you should be using it to talk about the bigger issues of today and incorporating your art with those things too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like when we're talking about, you know, people are creative, you can tell a story through your photos. Like we talked about storytelling before. You can use your like creative abilities to bring light to these issues and talk about it through your work or like bring it up because this day and age, everyone has platform. It seems like everyone has at least a thousand followers on Instagram and it's like, you know, people are looking to you for like your voice and your opinions um, and might as well talk about it, so. Yeah, absolutely. Um, One thing I did want to talk about also um, was you talked a little bit about like competition. And one of the Mm -hmm. things that has come up before um, that I mentioned with a few other people that I've chatted with is the competition between women in the pit. 
and right. just like between right. people <laughs> in the pit. And it's so, mm-hmm. it's such an interesting situation because I feel like almost everyone has felt it. Like you go into the pit and instead of saying hi and being social, like there's someone that's like judging you or quiet or whatever. And there's like this sense of competition. Um, Did you like have to face some of that, a lot of that? Um, Like how did you kind of like get over that aspect? Because I know that I felt like that I was always competing with people when I first started in this industry. So I just wanted to get your take on that too. Yeah, so I can honestly say uh, I was one of those people who probably did look you up and down and who wasn't, I was never directly mean. That was never me. But the thing was, is I came into an industry that was already so uh, immersed in that type of culture and just Mm -hmm. like, you know, it was like I mentioned before, it was the first time that I ever kind of felt like I belonged to something. And so it was like so important for me to keep that something because I was just so terrified that like someone was going to take it from me um, or so on and so forth. But honestly, the more that I, you know, I grew up, I was like 19, 20 years old. But as I got older and I really started to see things and I also left the music industry. I gotta say that the music industry is one of the most competitive, mm. um, creative things, I guess, because it's like, you know, you've got one side where it's like, hi, I wanna support you and you're wonderful. And then like, you know, there's clicks and gossip and like mm-hmm. whatever else. But, and it felt a lot like high school, but so, it did kind of rub off on me for a little bit. But when I left the music industry, you know, that's when I started my own healing journey and my own self-care and love. And I just really saw like, okay, like everybody probably has a reason for feeling that way or for wanting to, you know, really make their mark or have their spot. Because I know I did. And when you have something that means so much to you, Um, and you see other people doing it, if you're not ready to kind of have an ego death yet, I would say, which, you know, something I work on every day, um, it's going to be hard. And I think that competition teaches you about yourself because it teaches you that there is no one like you and you are good enough the way that you are. And people hire you for your vision and your voice and nobody can take that from you. And the other thing too is like, if you, you know, um, if you do lose something, it's just not for you. And that's not your fault. Mm-hmm. But that was like a lesson, you know, the whole ego death thing. So I would say like getting over myself is how I got over it. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I totally get that. And I, I have said before that like for me, just getting out of the competition mindset was literally like me growing up it was just like me being comfortable with me and just like growing up and being like yeah okay I want to do different things and it's so hard because I see so many younger women and like just younger people get into this industry and it's like kind of struggling with figuring out who they are while also being in a highly competitive Um, like highly visible industry and it's kind of like an external internal fight while you're growing up pretty much and I was like well I'm I'm lucky I you know got into this industry when I was 
older and by older I mean 22 which I a lot of people that I know got into the industry really young like 16 17 shooting shows and like not being able to get into venues and stuff like that so yeah um yeah. I I totally get what you mean because it's a lot of like self <laughs> self growth and the journey that you have to go through to just like make sure that you know you're you and you're not competing with other people so yeah thank you for I would your say take that, on that. like yeah, I would say that like another thing too is when I did show up in the scene, I just I did really come out of nowhere. Um and it was a lot of, you know, learning where my place was, uh and also just trying to like find my place. And I think that when the music industry comes back, there should be more of a way to really welcome new photographers and welcome yeah you know, really anybody who's trying to do a thing and not in a way where it's just like, oh, I'm going to like share your work on Instagram, but like actually like having a conversation with people, getting to know them, learning about them and like why they want to be part of something. Because it's like, um, obviously touring's not my end game, but if Mm -hmm. I'm able to help somebody else start theirs by telling them what I know, then it's worth it. Yeah, totally. I definitely think that there could be a much like better community and I know that there's a lot of like groups out there especially on Facebook that are trying to create more so of a community to help you know people that are new into the industry and everything and it's great to see just a bummer that that wasn't around when I joined. (laughs) But now it is and like people can look to you now you know new people can look to you and it's like yeah, there's lots of really great groups and a lot of really great community out there now, which I'm so thankful for. And I think that, like, it's going to be part of a bigger change in the yeah. industry as a whole. Yeah, definitely. Okay, well, to wrap this up, I only have one more question for you, and that's the best piece of advice that you've ever received that you'd love to pass on to people if they're starting out in the music industry or just starting in photography. Yeah, so I never got advice. (laughs) Um, I would say, like, my advice was, like, learning through a lot of different experiences. Granted, I don't think I really ever asked enough questions. So Mm -hmm. I would say that, like, my advice would be to ask questions um, and to really not be afraid to use your voice in this industry, especially if you think that it can bring change, especially if you think that, like, you know, you're part of something that just doesn't feel right. And you you have, you believe that it can change if you speak up. Um, Yeah, like, I I don't really recall ever getting (laughs) advice, but that's okay. Cause I got a lot of experience and the advice that I kind of did get at the time was really like, it was very surface level. So I would say like also really get to know the people that you're working with, really make an effort to build a relationship with them and, you know, learn more about who they are, um, whether or not you're working with them, because that can make a really big difference in somebody's life. Yeah, I love that. Well, thank you so much for passing on all of the advice that you've talked about and just like talking about your experience. I really enjoyed this chat and I hope that everyone listening really enjoyed it as well. Uh, Before we sign off, can you give a quick shout out to where everyone can find your work and follow you on like social media and stuff? 
Yeah, so I'm mainly on Instagram. I don't really use Twitter, but okay, so my Instagram is lily.p.yang, so that's L-I-L-Y dot P dot Y-A-N-G, and then my website is also on there, and you can find pretty much anything else that I do on my Instagram. Thank you again so much, Lily, for joining me today and chatting. I had such a great time again, and everyone listening, please go check out Lily's work, follow her on Instagram, send her some love, because her work is incredible. So thank you again, Lily, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you so much, Boston. You too. Bye!